Bible Speaks with Audley McLean. The Bible Speaks is a weekly ministry of Harvest International. Our prayer is that the Bible Speaks will encourage you in your study of God's Word. You will be able to contact Audley at the address given at the end of this broadcast. And now, here's Audley. Greetings to your friends in Jesus' precious name. What a joy it is for me and a privilege to speak in the name of the Lord. And I consider it as well as an awesome responsibility. I trust that you will consider your relationship with God as an awful responsibility for you. And may God make these moments together to throb with the power of the Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, Amen. Friends, I encourage you to continue to pray for the people who are devastated by natural disaster and by human wickedness and by the carelessness and recklessness of people. Lord, we look to you on their behalf and pray for help. And where we can be helpful, Lord, motivate us to do our best. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. My friend, my prayer for you beyond that is that you will develop a longing for God and a personal relationship with God through His Son, the Lord Jesus. The Good Shepherd is the one we've been talking about for the last few weeks, as taken from Psalm number 23. In Psalm 23, we have looked at eight declarations of the psalmist David concerning God, as he related his experience to God and God's superintendence over his life. I want to rehearse them again today before we take a look at that little piece that we want to marshal today. So here they are. David said concerning God, The Lord is my shepherd. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. That's the good shepherd he's talking about. He leads me by still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in the paths of righteousness. And he says, Thou art with me. He addresses God directly here. He restores my soul. And then again he speaks in a prayer to God. You anoint my head with oil. The Lord is his shepherd. Is he yours? Going back to the declaration number one, we'll examine the effects of the Lord being David's shepherd. We'll so remember, he said, as a result of the relationship, I don't have to worry about my needs. As a result of the position we occupy in the shepherd's heart. We don't have to worry. We should not worry. David said, I have no want. When we begin to look at Psalm 23, when we began rather to look at it, I said that in addition to the eight declarations about who God is to David and by application to us, we have a series of causes and effect. God being the cause, we being the recipients of the effect, 
as David meditated upon this blessed relationship he enjoyed with Jehovah, the great shepherd, he made a list of eight verities, and he also identified benefits that flow from that relationship. You know, relationships have consequences. Some relationships have benefits. And a relationship with God, the good shepherd, has tremendous benefit. Who God is and how David saw him was the cause in each case. God is, God is, God is. Because he is and he's almighty God, action follows who he is. Consequences emanate from our relationship with the God who is. Because he is my shepherd, I do not have to worry about my wants. He doesn't want us to worry. In one of the epistles that Paul wrote to the church at Philippi, he said, be anxious for nothing, but but in everything, by prayer and with supplication, followed by thanksgiving, make your request known to God. And then he says, the peace of God that passes all understanding should garrison your hearts and minds, should keep you planted, established, secured, protected. My friend, look at it this way. God blessed David with the recognition of his omnipresence. David knew that the Lord was with him. You remember when God called on Moses to go to, the, to Egypt to deliver the people of Israel from Egypt? Moses wanted to know how I may identify you to the Israelites with whom I speak about your deliverance. Don't miss this. Listen carefully. Grasp it and possess it. Jehovah answered Moses, Thus shall you say to the children of Israel, I am has sent me to you. I am. He's the same yesterday and today and forever. He's before all things, he sustains all things, and he will redeem all things. Moses told the Israelites, The eternal God is your refuge, and the everlasting, his everlasting arms are under you. When God revealed himself in the person of his son Jesus Christ to Paul, Paul said, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. The great I am was with Moses. The great I am is the same great shepherd that David discovered. As a result, he declared, I don't have to worry about being taken care of because the Lord is my shepherd. David learned to be confident in the fact of God's presence, even in the face of adversity. And he faced some adversities. Yes, he faced many troublous times, but his confidence in God remained unshaken. The cause here is the person of the shepherd, Almighty God. The effect is, you don't have to worry. The effect is, he'll take care of you. David experienced challenges. David experienced failure. David was sometimes down. Now may I ask you, do you know what it is to experience real challenges of life? Do you know anything about the pain of failure? Are you sometimes at your own wit's end corner? 
perhaps you're saying oddly, I'm facing one or more of those experiences right now. Even as I'm listening to you, I am concerned about where I move from here. Well, my friend, you are where David was. And do I dare invoke my own meager experience, debilitating personal experience that made me feel like you probably feel right now? Well, yes. Yes, I have. When those moments came David's way, he said, The Lord, the Lord, the Lord is my shepherd. I don't have to worry. He will supply my need. He will fight my battles. My friend, God wants you to embrace that as your position today. May we then, like David, confidently go into the day or the week or the interview or into the exam or wherever it is that you face the challenge today. Whatever it is that you face, it exceeds the human sum of your resources. My friend, know, know that the shepherd cares in all those circumstances. I love the poem written by Antoinette Wilson, and I share a part of it here with you right now. Are you standing at wit's end corner, Christian with troubled brow? Are you thinking of all what is before you and all you're bearing now, Does all the world, all the world seem against you and you in the battle alone? Remember, at wit's end corner is where God's power is shown. Are you standing at wit's end corner, blinded with wearing pain, feeling you cannot endure it, you cannot bear the strain? Bruised through the constant suffering, dizzy and dazed and numb. Remember, at wit's end corner, is where Jesus loves to come. No doubt, to a brighter pathway, your footsteps will soon be moved. But friend, only at wit's end corner is the God who is able proved. So the first effect is a good shepherd invites us to bask in the sunshine of his eternal love and to rest upon his promises but please, please take this as a starting point and let us go on from here, trusting the great cause, our great God, our almighty God, the Good Shepherd. The effects are the ways in which David experienced God for himself. Can you add to this list your personal experiences with God? I'm happy that some of you are following with us in the series. David is one of the men who God learned that, who learned rather that God is sufficient, greatly sufficient. Are you willing to trust God, the Good Shepherd? Are you willing to say, in Christ I can do all things? You are probably saying, I want to trust the Good Shepherd, but my life is a mess. In fact, my life is a culmination of a series of mess ups. It is for you, my friend that Jesus laid down his life upon the cross of Calvary. He said that I came not to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance. It is for you that Jesus came and gave his life as a ransom for many. He wants to ransom you today. A little boy and his father worked for many months, cutting and sanding and nailing and gluing together the most beautiful, perfectly crafted little boat the little boy had ever seen. The day came when he and his dad would go to the lake 
for him to try out his new little boat. He watched at it carefully, moved up and down the calm and gentle waters of the lake. But then suddenly, suddenly a massive wave came rolling in, and before the little boat could re- little boy could retrieve his boat, it was swept away by this wave, and they couldn't retrieve it. Broken-hearted, they waited, hoping that a wave would come back with his boat. It didn't happen. And so, day after day, the little boy would go by the lake to see whether his boat was washed back into shore. But one day, as he was walking home from school, he passed a local second-hand store, and there in the window he saw a boat which looked exactly like his own. He went in, inquired of it, turned it upside down and saw his initials there, and told the storekeeper, this is my boat, here, here is my name. But the doorkeeper, the storekeeper said, my son, I'm sorry, I paid the fisherman for this. If you want it, you have to buy it. So he ran home, emptied his piggy bank, and not having enough, he went to mom and dad, and they gave him the rest of the money. And they went together to the store, and on the way back home, he hugged his boat, and he squeezed it to his bosom, and he said, My own boat, you are now twice mine. I made you, I lost you, and now I bought you back. My friend, that's how God wants you to feel today. Jesus came to redeem, to rescue you. Allow him to buy you back. In Jesus' name, amen. I've wandered far away from God. This program is cared for by listeners who care. Your prayers and financial investment in this ministry helps to keep the good news on the air. We look forward to hearing from you and invite you to write us at Harvest International, Post Office Box 6690, Ocala, Florida, 34478. Again, that's Harvest International, Post Office Box 6690, Ocala, Florida, 34478.